0: With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
2: It is Wednesday, December 5th, 2018, season 14, episode number 90. Welcome to another edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. It is Cowboys versus Eagles week, so there's a lot we got to talk about. Dave's going to give us his scouting report on the Eagles offense a little later in the show. Tomorrow we'll get to the defense defense. Uh, But first, I want to talk a little bit about some injuries. There have been quite a few guys, five in particular, who've missed several games. And after kind of going through the gauntlet of what the Cowboys have to go through when they get to Thanksgiving every year, that game, then Thanksgiving Day, then the game after, um, and then having that 10-day break, um, I'd like to catch everybody up on what you guys think right now regarding these five players. Now, I understand you may not have a definitive word, so I'm going to throw out the name. What I really want you to just tell me is, What's the last thing you've heard on this guy, and where is he right now in his in his progression to come back? So let's start first with Sean Lee.
3: That's the oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say the last thing was, I've heard is what just just not at practice today, not not practicing. Okay. Uh, that's what what you know was happening. It's actually happening right now. Uh, you were there for Garrett and maybe the walk off. He might have had a little bit more about what their plan is with Sean.
4: Uh, he's not practicing today. Keep an eye on him the rest of the week. That's kind of what I was going to say is it's a funny thing is, you know, Sean said he's optimistic. He can practice this week. That turns into, you know, he's going to get his starting job back and what are we going to do with these linebackers? And, uh, he still needs to practice. And so uh, we'll see how that bodes for the rest of the week. Um, but yeah, he's, he's not out there to start. So, and
2: the interesting thing I I heard yesterday when Jerry was talking about Sean Lee was, he talked about him, but then he also said, we're not going to rush him back. Yeah, that's, and they've that's, been yeah. saying that throughout this. We're not rushing this thing. We're not going to rush him back. So my assumption has always been, until he gets to a point where he's practicing fully, and I mean fully for a week, I would be kind of shocked if I see him play. Yeah. I, I don't think this is one of those situations where guy gets to Thursday or Friday and maybe can go through walkthroughs, so you run him out there on Sunday. I think they're going to be very, very cautious with this because they don't have a need to force him back, right?
3: Yeah, I I would agree with that completely. Uh, yeah, and so but th- but that's good. That that sounds good for them. You know, Sean Lee's probably wanting to come back and play.
2: Yeah, but he doesn't make the decision. At no, the- he doesn't. Yeah. But I mean, I and mean, it's, it's well, it's kinda, great.
3: I mean, Whitten made the decision for 15 years. Whitten
2: is different. We know that. Whitten has done Sean, things Sean's that I don't probably know. Probably the closest
3: other. thing to that.
2: I, but I don't think Sean's going to be out on the field saying, "Layton, go back, go back." Yeah, like they send him in, and he's like, "No, no, I'm not ready to come off the field. You go back." Jason dictated a lot of yeah. things that other players don't get to dictate. And
4: no, I mean Jason didn't deal with a lot of severe injuries. Injuries, yeah. Yeah, in injuries period. Really. No, he dealt with them. He dealt with them. Yeah, by playing <laughs> it was a little bit, a little bit different <laughs> right. though. I yeah. mean, uh, Sean is all you know. When Sean's hurt, it's stuff you can't play through, right? Um, and so, and yeah, I mean, you know, if if they were playing without him the way they played without him last year, he probably it would be a different story. But yeah. that's not the case. All right, let's move on. Tyron Smith. He was out there today limited participant that's um, a good sign yes um yeah. and that's it for Wednesday yeah probably won't be like truly full the rest of the year if I had to guess I mean even even if it says he does everything like they're you know he's 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 Tony Romo now he's you know they're gonna watch him they're not gonna give him a heavy workload during the week I know like that I know, laugh- I know that sounds weird
3: I'm, no I'm thinking of yesterday like with tyrant like I just he's walking in the locker room and I mean, just walking. I mean, he looks he looks pretty good, I and mean, he looks like he's, he's he's ready to go. But he's one of those guys, nice guy. He really is a nice guy. But he's he's kind of got that mentality all the way. Like he's one of those guys that's walking, you know, and you're kind of in the path, and like you need to move or you're gonna get hit. I mean, you're it's gonna fly. There's not the there's not like oh, well, excuse me. He's just like walking. He's you know, and you're like excuse me, sorry, because if you don't, then He's going to just, that's the path he's taking. You know what I mean? He's not, like, rude about it. It's just like, I'm not really moving. And if he
2: knocked you I down, w- he'd probably help you up. Maybe. I w- no, maybe. I think he would. He's a nice enough guy. I think he would help you up. just He's just like, I would suggest that you get out of the way. <laughs> okay. Maybe he just doesn't like you.
4: No, I mean,
3: it, it's not even a dislike. It's <laughs> he just likes my, everybody.
4: Yeah, yeah. thats I mean, hes he's a super nice dude. No, but, yeah, is. like, he's... He, he focused. Is that the it, word you're looking for? Focused, focused. like bluntly, like, you know, like when he's in a great mood, he's like, hey, Tyron, what's going on? Good. <laughs> like, just like he's a man of few words. He's a man of action. Yep. That's good, a good thing. Good or bad. Yeah. It's a good um, thing. Wow. I, I, I think he, well, I, it's Wednesday. I don't have to assign playing time, but like. But you can give me an opinion. This is, this is why I think. I, this is why he didn't play against the Saints. I think, you know, they're gearing him up for this, and I would be pretty surprised if he doesn't play in this game. Okay. Me too.
3: Awesome. Jeff Swain. I would be surprised if he plays. He, he, I mean, I understand you can take, like like, wraps and stuff off your hand, but – it's not a full fledged like cast that like the whole team has signed, but like it it's it's like <laughs> pretty cast. hefty, yeah. It's a cast. I mean, it, it and he's not a defensive player. He is an offensive guy yeah. who has to catch. It passes. just it just doesn't look like he's playing in three days. We saw him in the locker room. I mean, he's just no. I uh, I can't imagine that. All right, uh, Tavon Austin, the dancing man. Didn't see him at practice. He today. was not.
4: A, he's not practicing. I'm. I, I hate I don't want to say I'm surprised because, you know, you don't I don't know these injuries. I'm not Tavon. I don't know how he feels. But, you know, he's been missing since the Jaguars game. Yeah, he got hurt. And he's I- been out since so mid-October. So you're talking like six weeks at this point. You had the extra week uh, for him to not be practicing at all. Like it is, it is kind of surprising to me, but you know, it's a groin injury for a fast twitch guy whose entire skill set is based on his speed. So, and I've seen all kinds of ranges when it comes to groin injuries. I
2: mean, you remember yeah. back in the day that groin injury that that Terrence Newman had that was sounded like it was pretty nasty. Uh, didn't Mo have one at one point that ended up in surgery or yeah. something?
3: Well, I mean, memory serves on um. Terrence Newman. I mean, that, that that was more than that, wasn't it? Right, but I'm job? saying
2: it. So from what I understood, and again, I'm not a doctor, but I don't think. <laughs> um, but it started as a groin injury and somehow ended right. up in a an
3: abdomen. Ad, yeah, That's,
4: I, somebody it, somebody told me within the last week that Tavon's thing was so severe that he felt it up in his oblique, and I just oh. wanted to curl into a ball. Like, oh, my God. Like, that sounds so painful. And then it reminded me, when he got hurt in that game, he literally, like, c- kind of crawled off the field and was just on the sideline, like, in a heap. Eyes he was like, watering. I'm like, like, I can imagine why you felt that way. <laughs> like, that sounds terrible. So,
2: I guess my point is, like, groin injury, when you hear groin, don't just assume yeah. it's just your average, everyday, yeah, This ain't you know, like I got a little pain yeah, down here. This it ain't like a lot of things.
4: my thigh it right. hurts, you know, like it's a little more. So than, it's hard to you know, it's hard to unless, you know, the medical prognosis It's hard to really know. Yeah. But sure. so he's he's still not practicing. It's it's never good if you're not practicing on on Wednesday. I just hope so. he didn't re injure it. You know, well, that's why you're I just think. all on this dancing thing. Like
3: I'm just telling you, it doesn't look like he's that hurt. Was well, he break doesn't. dancing? I mean, what yes. was he doing? He he's he's dancing. He shakes it down. He, he's getting like, down shakes out there. It down. Yes, he's like Dave at training camp. That's literal. I mean, yeah. That's yeah a
2: good point. Dave day.
4: Dave could pull a groin way better. What he does way camp. better than me. But same basic yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> David Irving. No. No for
2: you? I know. No. you? I, I, yeah, I just
3: I don't see it anymore.
2: That's you don't even think you don't think this year he's going to be back. Even <laughs> if they get in the playoffs, you like, don't like, think he's back by then. At this point, we can Whitten
3: af- has a better chance of playing than Wow. <laughs> just start gonna, that rumor. No. Now, that rumor rumors didn't already start been started. Yeah, that's true.
4: Thanks to some people I, I, out I there know. somewhere, I don't know. I it's clear. I mean, you know, fans fans are not stupid. Like you like you follow the team, you can tell the difference between like I sprained my ankle, but I'm at practice every day. I'm working out on the side. Like there's pictures of me. I I, I haven't seen David Irving since the Tennessee game. I don't think, and therefore I know the fans haven't seen him. Uh, and you know, like it's different there's there's something it's almost up, like he's
2: on IR like you know, with Terrence Williams like I don't expect to see him so I don't see him suspended yeah but but I'm I kind of wonder if yeah if it feels I mean does it feel like that to you guys like but almost this, like he's on IR no, and just kind this of this isn't really
3: around? a surprise like you know when he was kind of missing time and you kind of thought he might come back for a little bit and then it wouldn't surprise me if he got hurt somehow and then didn't play I mean because because the difference is is the checks are still coming in now um i just it just doesn't surprise me at all that this is going on and i i think i think this is i don't know why the cowboys haven't done more than this like maybe either release him but as a as a
2: vested vet i mean as a veteran if he is yeah he here for week one
4: then yeah. his contract's guaranteed right well he wasn't here for week one technically I don't know how that works, but he wasn't here. He well, was as a restri-
3: yeah, as a restricted, I don't even know he was a restricted free agent. I'm Not really sure, but at this point, you're only talking about like yeah, so you're not Ajax. saving any money, is the point? No, no, you're not saving any money. But yeah. you just get a roster spot, you get a guy that can practice for you, and you know, and if he signs with another team, so be it. I mean, is, are all the problems going to go away that he's dealing with and all the, the, that stuff? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's going to do that. And you know, there's well, maybe he'll sign with another team and get a chance to make a playoff run. I don't. It's one of the hottest teams in the league right now. Yeah, I this on one of the hottest units in the league. Yeah, yeah. I want to speak. I want
4: to speak clearly because I mean, as far as I'm aware, Rico gathers has not been a problem for the Cowboys since I mean this year. While he's when been you call it a pro- a probably you... like a, a a hard guy to deal with, like oh, as far oh. as I know, he's been a model citizen. Yeah, but it reminds me, yeah, it reminds me of the Rico situation where it's like. Uh, like you know, maybe you could do something with his roster spot, but like the the fear of letting him be somebody else's talented player is is what keeps him around. Basically, or the chance that
2: he comes back and sh- and just kind of actually can give you something that's significant. Yeah. Like they've seen him come in and be able with relatively little work be able to make a difference, and they may be thinking maybe he gets it together and actually shows up ready to do something, and yeah. we're we're week 17 heading into the playoffs. That's valuable. Right?
4: Yeah, right. And I mean, you know, Antoine Woods is playing great. Daniel Ross and Karan Reed have given you something. Malik Collins and Tyrone Crawford. So like, you're not just dying at that position to right. where you need to do something else, but yeah, that they, they have to be frustrated. And I, I don't know the ins and outs, but it, it's weird. Cause I mean, that's a, I'm sure it's a painful injury, but it's a routine injury in the sense that like the guy shouldn't just be off the radar, you know, like, and, he's and he rehabbed. is rehabbed yeah and and just to be clear he's off the radar
2: for us there is a possibility that he could be working out with the trainers in, Absolutely. The, in the evening and nights when we aren't there and around and don't have access to that area of the building who knows but i, I just want to make make aware You're right. that that there is a possibility that he's still doing those things just not doing them when the media or when we're around yeah you know
4: it's possible it, it's possible but it's a it's a fishy situation just yeah. when you've been around a football team and covered the way injuries are handled this is an outlier like yep. it's not usually like this so. all right we're gonna take our
2: first break when we come back from our break we're gonna jump into the philadelphia eagle offense Day's gonna give us his his preview and uh we'll keep going with the show appreciate you guys joining us we'll be right back this is dallas cowboys.com
5: radio if you're like me and you love i mean if you have a
2: Get the live sports you love.
1: Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to th-
0: When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit slash football.
2: Back to the break. Welcome back. This is the second segment of the break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, talking Cowboys versus Eagles. Dave's going to give us a scouting report. Amber, thank you for joining us. How are you today?
5: Thanks for picking up my call, Derek. I know you're... Really a,
2: we going to take that on the air?
5: You're a street criminal. You could have helped me based on your experiences.
2: Wow. What, what did
5: she just call you? A street, like a, a car, st- like, a, uh, like a street, like driving. She's trying,
2: what she's trying to say is... You're a criminal? She has a situation with her car. <laughs> So when she says street, Derek she's has gotten many like tickets. Hood, she's saying oh, street as in like yeah. a driving. driving criminal class. Like I get a lot of oh tickets. My gosh. Classic language barrier. It is stuff right. And that's there. why I had to explain it because it could have gotten really like ugly it. there. But no,
4: no, no.
5: I'm just saying, saying that, I oh, get a lot no. of tickets, tweeting, which yeah.
4: I do get a lot of tickets. <laughs> Derek drives like.
2: Hey, you know what? I budget for tickets. You drive. I budget like for a tickets. It's jerk. part of what I do. You
4: are like a jerk? No, not a jerk.
2: <laughs> so,
5: <laughs> so I had a case I and I was fast. just trying to get in touch with and Derek. You drive
4: fast. You're weaving in and out like Dale Earnhardt. That's just that's me. That's not in affecting anybody else. I, I drive. Well, well, I mean, gotta, he did, yeah. we well, well, had to go with the driver that died. Because he's the most famous one. I mean, yes. sorry. I guess. Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> wow, this went well. You're distracted. swerving everywhere yes. like you're Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> I drive fast. Like, I do 75, if not faster, anytime I'm on a highway. And you have blown past me before like it was
2: nothing. I saw you the other day, and we were both coming out of here. And Dave, can you guess what Dave was doing as he's driving? Eyebrows? No. Tweeting? No, <laughs> those are two good – rapping. <laughs> rapping and dancing. Rapping and dancing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's Dave. That's that would be Dave. All right, let's jump into it. Dave, give us your uh, your scouting report on these Philadelphia Eagles and their offense.
4: Uh, the fun thing about division games is we already did this once. So, you know, you kind of have an idea of what to look for. Um, It's been a month, you know – I mean, obviously, a month is a long time. Like the the biggest difference for me, though, is uh, just Josh Adams. That's that's a name to know, and he's not he's not like lighting the league on fire. But you know, without Jay Ajayi, they seem to have found their feature back in him. Um, he, I wrote it down somewhere on one of these pieces of paper. Uh I swear
2: to God, I did.
4: Oh yeah. He started the last three games at running back. He's averaging 16 carries and 70 74 yards per game in that stretch. 222 of his 384 yards this season have come in the last three weeks. So, clearly, they've found something they like. Um, he's a he's 6'2", 230. He's a big guy. He's got deceptive agility. He's good at bouncing the ball outside. Um, so, what's up, Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith? Another big challenge for you that, I mean... He looks like a tough guy to corral. I mean, if he gets to the second level, that's problematic. So that's that's probably the biggest difference. Darren Sproles is back. Uh, shockingly, though, he did not catch a pass in this Washington game. Hmm. He had four. Were they using him in the same role, third downs primarily? Yeah. Well, they were. I mean, they were. So they. Were, I mean, they still do a committee. Corey Clement still gets a decent amount of carries and and receptions, and then they can bring Sproles in. So yeah, I mean, they use running backs in that third down role. It wasn't Sproles here. He had four carries for 22 yards. I I have to imagine they're going to try to use him as a receiver, though. That's what he's so good at. Um, Clements got 18 catches on the year. Uh, No, I'm sorry, 25. And Wendell Smallwood is another guy who they use a lot as a receiver. So you can use Sproles in that role if you want to. That's what I would imagine they would do, which is why it's surprising that they didn't against Washington. Mm -hmm. Um, Zach Ertz. I mean, if you watched the last game, Ridiculous. I don't need to say anything. I, I didn't realize this. Nick and I talked about it this morning. He's, barring an injury, he's going to break Jason Witten's record for t- uh, receptions by a tight end. Uh, Did you
2: hear the really cool story they said uh, during the game the other
4: night, during the uh, Monday night game? I was at the Christmas party not paying attention to the game, so well, no. I was running a little bit late because of somebody I was with.
2: But uh, beside the point, Um, they were talking about the fact that uh, it was – uh, Jason Witten's last game and, and Zach Kurtz had told him multiple times over the years, man, you were the guy I looked up to. Thank you for being the role model for me. Like, you were the, 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 the guy I really wanted to be like. And they got to the final game and it was the game last year at Philly and uh, and, and Jason, had, Jason says he had never uh, taken part in jersey swap. That day he decided to let uh, Zach Kurtz have his jersey. So Zach Kurtz not only got his final game, but the only game that he ever did a jersey swap Zach Ertz has the the jersey.
4: Makes you kind of wonder. And then he's going to get the record. Makes you kind of wonder if Witten knew he was done playing football, maybe,
3: or was at least maybe. considering it. No, I, I would think absolutely not, or he wouldn't have done that. Yeah, you don't think? Yeah. But for a guy that—, that why, would, why would Zach Ertz get your final jersey? Well, if you,
2: if you want to do it from a standpoint of—think of it like this— if he was looking at himself and in his place as a tight end and Passing this is kind of, yeah, I mean like maybe that was and he and the guy, he has a lot of, maybe he has a lot of respect for the guy and he's like, here you go. Go take I, it.
3: I think, do what you do. I think 24 hours before Jason Witten was over there doing the, inter, uh, the press conference, I think he was, he had, he had decided he was playing. And then he decided he's not playing. I agree with that. So, I don't think on that last game of the year.
4: You're you're right. I don't want to misspeak. Maybe he did in his mind. I don't think he had made up his mind that he was done playing football. But it was at least in his mind that it might be his last
2: game. Because otherwise, he doesn't even do the tryout for... Right. Monday night football. Yeah, right. If it wasn't even something that he was considering sure. at that point, what a
3: game to go out on though! You know? <laughs> nothing <laughs> shut nothing. the starters shut day. out the champs right yeah. there. There you go. Great game. He,
4: I mean, Ertz is unreal though. Ninety three. He's at ninety three, so he needs seventeen. He caught fourteen against four the Cowboys games. last seventeen and four. I mean, he's catching something like nine balls per game. I mean, like I said, he is their offense. He is, and no doubt about it. I think you know, all due respect to Travis Kelsey in Kansas City, I think he's the best all around tight end in football right now. He's not. He's not like this mauler blocker, but he's good enough. He's I mean, he's basically like Witten. Yeah, well, uh, he's way more athletic. He's a pass catcher. I wasn't covering the team in Witten's hay, but I think he's more athletic than Witten ever was. Witten was never that athletic. He's he is he can play He's basically a big wide receiver who can block adequately. Yeah, Does I he mean, wham the nose? I don't know <laughs> if he can wham the nose as well as Witten. But Can you
2: guys please explain what that means for the fans out there that man, might they've not? They've heard this story. It's
4: Jason Garrett's second okay, favorite good. story about Witten besides the Y-Option story. And yeah. just, a, you know he's jason witten he's been to 90 pro bowls like you don't need him to eat like to take on the nose guard on the yeah I think it's just it a block on the nose guard. Special that's all teams, we're talking about here. special teams yeah.
3: play no this is just a, oh,
4: it was just a regular run okay. yeah. where he and he goes in motion he's supposed to wham he, the nose they tried to get the other tight end to do it and witten was like you don't think i can wham the nose like what the hell's wrong with you yeah Whit, we do
3: we're trying to i can wham the nose it was next play
4: as we talked about a
3: little earlier witt got to do what he wanted to do pretty, pretty much. much
4: yeah um no, Witt can
3: wham the nose,
4: but he can't split out wide and run a slant and catch the ball like he's freaking True. Alshon Jeffrey, which Zach Ertz yeah.
3: can do. A touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Or whatever you want to call it. And it it was, was a touchdown. A, it was a touchdown, but I'm just saying that play right there, we never saw Witten do that. He just absolutely eats over the
4: middle of the field all routes, any routes, but he's all he's got the athleticism. He runs like deep crossers and stuff that you see receivers do. He can do it all. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's he's the most important part of this matchup from a defensive standpoint. Obviously, you saw that if you watched the last game. Um, Keep doing it, Ertz. Which uh, <laughs> Nick's got him on his fantasy team. <laughs> um, it, I, you know, Brian wrote about this this morning. Is they didn't do this last time, but do you consider moving Byron Jones inside and letting him deal with it? He's done that before. He's had success against a lot of tight ends, including Ertz. For the millionth time, it doesn't seem like something that Rod Marinelli and Chris Richard
3: like doing, but you know however I, I think a big difference though you talked about Adams the runner. I think one of the bigger differences right now with the Eagles is that Tate is now starting to look more like the golden tape we've seen before he yeah. wasn't that first game he's kind of he, he's doing what Cooper's Sounds like Amari Cooper yeah. slow slow start for him uh he's got 18 catches
4: for 182 yards since they traded him and almost half of that production came on Monday night he finally had the game that they were hoping for from him he's kind of limited before that so yeah I mean that'll be interesting and that's one extra guy that you got to worry about which I mean, he's probably well. No, he's honestly, he's he's not their best receiver because they do still have Alshon Jeffrey. He's not lighting the world on fire, but he's a big, talented guy. Which it sounds great to move Byron, but then you're asking somebody else to deal with a six-three receiver. But and but they, I think they,
2: I think here's the thing to to consider here like that. is that. Uh, we we hadn't been used to the Cowboys making the kinds of adjustments on defense where they say, okay, we're going to try to make these create these matchups that we like rather than just letting the offense dictate. And they did it in this last game against New Orleans. They specifically did some de- things defensively that we hadn't even seen before because they were trying to to affect that offense. And so my question for you guys is: Is this offense that the Eagles have? It has a similar number of yeah. talented offensive weapons. When you look at the receivers and Jeffrey and Golden Tate and you look at Darren Sproles, who is a unique guy that can come out of the backfield and you look at Zach Ertz, who is, as Dave says, the best tight end in football, they've got a, an array of guys and different kinds of guys. What makes you think the Cowboys don't look at that and say, yeah. hey, maybe we make some adjustments and do something a little different, even if it means taking Byron Jones and throwing him on their best option to limit him. And if we can limit him, we fuck like the rest of that offense I don't, is not going to be as good. I don't
3: like Byron Jones on Ertz because I don't like... Because you still you're talking about a, a number one receiver in Jeffrey. A Golden Tate has been a number one. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is a, was a first round pick. I think he's you know he's not doing great things, but he's he's fine. He's fine. He's but, not living up to the billing of his pick, but he's But I think good. I would put Jordan Lewis on Ertz. Ooh,
2: really? Oh, that would be a heck of a, a draw for him. He gives up a lot of size. We're not playing
3: basketball here. We're not going to get rebounds. I mean, like no. But if the ball's being thrown up high, is he really going to be able to affect that? I think so. How? I, it you act like every play is a jump ball to the corner. No, that's it's not what not. I'm saying. I mean like that's not what I'm he's saying. way quicker than Hurts. So he can get to the whatever he's trying to do. He I mean he's not going to just like out move him with his hips. He's going to be right there. Now if the ball is up in the air, yeah, that's fine, but he's not Rico that's going to just like ass his way back in and and
2: No, but <laughs> I, I think the reason why Byron, uh, the reason why Byron Jones could play tight end is because Byron Jones has extremely long arms. I, I get it. So he might not be as tall, but he has really long arms, and he can and jump. And he can
5: jump. Right. right. So I get it. But I don't this think guy, it's the same If thing this here. guy is
3: just as quick, and he can stay with Kamara, then he's going to— any kind of double move that Ertz is going to do, he's going to be right there now. He's going to have to go up and get it. I, mean, I just think it's a good It's be a good matchup. You, if every pass is up in the air. If the Eagles see Jordan Lewis on Ertz, I'm throwing though, it high. don't they –
2: <laughs> like, Every yeah, time, right. I'm throwing jump, it high.
3: Jump
4: balls for the rest of the
2: night.
3: I'll, I, I'll take my chances. He's not the most accurate quarterback ever.
2: I'll take I, the- I guess I just look at it as – we just finished talking about the, the volume that they try to feed Ertz. I think if you can disrupt that and if that even means taking your best cornerback and putting him on him if you can disrupt that then it makes that entire it puts a lot more pressure on the the entire offense to do something different than they typically do. I saw um I want to say it was I remember it was a keep to leave I don't remember what team he was on but they were playing the the Patriots years ago and they put basically they lined him up across from Gronk pretty much the whole day and that offense it had some hard times yeah. like trying to figure out and at that time, the Patriots' offense was really Gronk. Like he was their
4: best playmaker. Gronk Gronk might still be the best tight end in football. He's just been hurt so much recently. I didn't think of even it. when he's healthy though, he hasn't this year. He's not the same dude. Well, I don't the injuries, yeah. yeah. No, maybe I, they're mounting to the point where he's just not the same. Guy. I feel all right saying Ertz, but like yeah. Gronk, Gronk's a Hall of Famer. He is, no doubt, no doubt about that. Um, I I could live with Byron dealing with Ertz, and then that means cheeto probably has to cover alshon jeffrey i mean jeffrey's size bothers me i still think about that 2013 game jeffrey and brandon marshall were just out jumping the dallas yeah. secondary on it felt like every snap yep um and then anthony brown i feel like he could cover golden tate that's tate tate's scary just because he moves around so much he's there you know this offense doesn't look like the Saints in terms of the amount of pre-snap motion, but they do. They do. <laughs> Nobody that. looks like no, the but Saints yeah, no, pre-snap doesn't. motion, but they do that. And Tate is usually the guy that does it because he, you know, he can go out outside, he can line up in the slot, he moves into the backfield and does just you know trying to move the defense around and show the offense a look, you know, see what they're looking at. Uh, so he's the guy to watch there. Um, Carson Wentz certainly not having an MVP caliber season, but he's a very scary guy really good. He, he is he's he's really good he's a good pocket passer um and he's he's not a mobile quarterback but he has the mobility to extend plays and turn it into playground football which is always a stressful thing to watch so. that's Let's take our
2: second break. When we come back, I do want to talk a little bit about the offensive line. I want you to tell us a little bit about what's happening there, how they're looking regarding their injuries relative to when the Cowboys played them the first time. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team.
1: It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only, they're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True, they even come in seven different sizes, up to 64-ounce, the growler. Mmm, I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com.
2: Back to the break. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Morgan Studios at the start Talking Cowboys versus Eagles. Dave's giving us a scouting report on the offense. Before we get back to that, though, Nick, tell us about Tommy John.
3: Why this always creeps up on me. Tommy John, know. you know, is one thing about game? is that not only can you get Tommy John with like the Cowboy logo and stuff on there, but I think they've kind of like you know created some more color options there have you seen like some of the yeah. ads and stuff you got some festive red and, and blue and you know, wow those like you know, gray Have you've seen all that you can I've not seen all that multiple colors there for your draws your undies, name, hey. for your britches for whatever you draws. want to call them
5: seems like uh, you visit their website pretty often it kind of
3: visits me you know, like how's that work? Is it like on your Instagram page? Well like it's just well, on yeah, just like stuff yeah. that just kinda pops up and yeah, you I see get it that. there. If you if you've clicked on something like one time, you know how that goes. Yeah. Anyways, Tommyjohn dot com forward slash cowboys, twenty percent off your first order, Tommyjohn dot com forward slash cowboys. In a day and age where you can customize like everything,
4: I'm asking Tommy John. To In a world where you can yeah. customize your In a world. world. I Tommy John, let's get a custom option where like I can upload a photo and you make it my underwear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need. I don't know what photo I would use, but it would be fun.
5: Who would want to see that?
4: What if I had? It's not I, like it's, the world. It's, it's probably for the me. person... Yeah, it's probably for it's the person whoever, that's whoever see is, it. Or maybe and it's just for me. Maybe me. I just want to treat myself. Maybe.
5: <laughs> Look at yourself. Though. Maybe
4: <laughs> I want to go.
5: Your face in that area.
4: Maybe I want to go okay. to work knowing that. With like smile. At
3: somebody's <laughs> face
5: my
4: on my Smiling face. I'm here. <laughs> or like, may, you know, like the LSU tiger just roaring on my underwear, you know? Like, yeah. And I just have that quiet
3: confidence when I go into work. I like that. And someone's like kind of talking crap and you're like, <laughs> your ass is on my face. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Wow. That's, <laughs> I like that. That could be. Here you go.
4: Weird. Tommy John if you do this hey
3: Shark Tank oh uh, have you ever wondered yeah
4: I will make a pair for all of us if they do it do you get to um, pick the picture or we you, all get to pick our own picture I get final say but oh you can gosh. yeah anyway that could be pretty Tommy John call call me let's go all
2: right yeah let's make a phone call let's see if we make that make that happen
4: all right let's jump back
2: in Dave we were talking about the offense you've given us a good assessment of their skill positions Let's talk about the offensive line.
4: No, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's it's fair to say I buried the lead because you think back, uh, this this offensive line was struggling the last time they played. Lane Johnson didn't play. He's still dealing with some stuff, so that's something to watch. But, you know, Jason Peters is expected to play in this game. Isaac Suamalo, I hope I said that right, is back. Um, I know pro football focus isn't everything, but it can give you a gauge, and they were ranked as the best run-blocking and the fifth best pass blocking line in the league for this past week. They they mauled Washington. They mm-hmm. they put up four. And that's a good defensive front. Yeah, no, they put up 130 rushing yards on them. 430 total yards. Did not give up a sack. Woo! Uh, and that's I mean, if you can protect Carson Wentz, you know, if he can extend plays and he's not got guys collapsing the pocket on him, that's trouble. So this is quiet. I mean, they they were the best offensive line in the league last year. Big part of why they won a Super Bowl. Uh, if if they can round that back into form, it's it's gonna be something to watch. Although Lane Johnson is still something to watch, I'm not sure if he's gonna be back for this game. Jason Peters left that last game. And, Jason, um, Jason Peters, Trent Williams, and Tyron Smith are all quietly like the same guy. Like they're they're so they're so, good. so so good, but and yeah. you every week you're like, is he gonna play? What's Oh, he's got another pro. like he he broke something he's else. He's going to play. He strained Trent another Williams muscle. Is out right now, right? Trent Williams l- had to go to the hospital. Uh Our he game. did he didn't fly home to DC yeah. after the game in Dallas cuz he like broke his ribs. So, yeah. <laughs> all three of And these all guys, three of them are tough. Like, they are just tough guys. Warriors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, J- Jason Peters is what? Probably like
3: 36 oh, and it's going to win another game. I wouldn't bet on it. You know, when people were saying, maybe we should hope for the Redskins to win this game, I can I can see yeah,
4: why. I get it.
3: And as soon as
2: Sanchez became their quarterback, it was like, <laughs> I want more. Yeah, I want to see more of that. Like,
4: well, yeah, okay, for for the dirty. record. I, everything I said about that game, I said with the thought that Mar, uh, Colt McCoy was going to be playing quarterback for them, not Mark Sanchez. Could not have seen that coming. But I still, you know, it's, the way it worked out, it's right in front of you. Like, yeah. beat the Eagles at home. If you so, can't do that, what, what are you even complaining
3: it's about true. It? Like, it's true. It's going to get tougher than that. Yeah.
4: Beat, and, and beat to,
2: the Eagles at home. To be honest with you, all of those teams that are right there in the mix for not only the division, but also for the wild card uh, teams, the like Cowboys have the easiest schedule. Yeah. I think by far of any of those other teams that are in the mix that have as much talent as the Cowboys do. So you're Right. If you can't win and if you can't do what you need to do to get that's, in the playoffs at this point, then that's, that's on you.
4: If you're, you know, in college basketball, maybe you build up a lead in the standings and hang on and you're like, well, we've lost three in a row, but we're still two and for Like, it doesn't work that way in the NFL. Yeah. You don't you don't coast into the playoffs by not winning games. That doesn't happen. So just go beat the Eagles at
2: home. Yeah. And It'll, there'd be nothing better than not only putting yourself in, but putting them out. Right. Yeah. That's always
4: the best. It's insane like the swing it's like it's a 98.5 percent chance you make the playoffs if you win this game and it drops to like
3: 62 percent if you don't win this game you probably won't win the tiebreaker against the eagles if you get if they lose to the eagles and then they ended up being tied the eagles are going to have an advantage on you because they they're that wouldn't make them four and one in the division and you're three and two and they got to still just play the redskins and you got to play the Giants just to tie them, so it's not like they would that, have to lose the Redskins. You'd have to beat the Giants. Yeah, it's yeah. not likely that you're going to win a tiebreaker and
4: on if, the Eagles if they're know. good enough to come down here and beat the Cowboys. Then you can't. They're good enough to beat at least one of the Rams and the Texans. Too. I agree with that. So yep, and, and that's so, what I
2: was saying. If they get on, a, if they beat the Cowboys, to me they are officially on a roll. And we saw when they were on a roll last year. They beat a lot of good teams down the going into yeah. the playoffs and in the playoffs. So it's, I, I, this team, this game will tell me a lot about one of these two teams. Yeah.
4: One of these two teams, I think, will be poised to be able to do something in the playoffs. I it's, really it's, you know, you don't need to be, I mean, it's better if you are, but you don't need to be a good team until December. Like, if you, if you can just hang around the conversation yeah. till the last like five
3: games. We've seen those teams a lot, so far, a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. You don't want to peak too early, though. No, you don't. The Cowboys have done that because all those years that Romo was good, he didn't hardly lose in November, but it was get to December and then it was like, yeah, but I
4: well, not Romo. Well, Romo kind of he put that narrative to bed. I guess I can't say he put it to bed, but he had a really great December in 2014, and then the 2016 team obviously. They just rolled over everybody. Yeah. Except. Do you, do you except think the that Giants?
2: when you say that, were you thinking about the New Orleans game and thinking that maybe that was their peak moment? No. I, and I, that maybe somehow you fall off from that. I'm
3: just saying, like you're talking about the Eagles are official on a roll. Like who cares? Because the Eagles, the Saints were on a 10 game streak, and then if that if the Eagles were to beat the Cowboys, then the Cowboys are on a roll too. So I'm like, you can get beat every week, even if you're hot right now. The, the league is set up to the point where you kind of start feeling good again, and then you drop off. So, Eagles are going to lose again, maybe a couple times maybe
5: i don't like him at all okay <laughs> at all like I, i'm just sitting Ooh, here i'm like really? the, the yes okay. i you know i don't hate much but i hate them
4: i'm gonna start calling you famber <laughs> Fam- doesn't really work if it was an n instead yeah. never mind
5: uh, yeah i i want them to lose really bad well and i hope everyone
3: listening is like yeah good me too. i mean you're speaking their language no yeah. oh, absolutely there's you know, everyone hates them. Yeah, but. I think that's fair. Educate me on this.
4: All right. Be- I mean, I'm, I'm not a lifelong Cowboys fan. I'm still relatively new to this whole thing. But, like, I am under the impression that uh, the the Cowboys' quote-unquote biggest rival kind of changes with who's the best. So, I mean, like, the Eagles just won a Super Bowl. They've been good more often than not for most of the time that I've been here. Whereas the, you know, the Giants have been pretty trash other than one season uh, where they were the wild card. And but, like you know, when the Giants were winning Super Bowl, weren't they the Cowboys biggest rivals winning Super Bowls? Excuse me. And it's been a long time. But when the Redskins were really good in the 80s and the early 90s and weren't wasn't that like I mean, people talk about Cowboys Redskins like you've ne- like this is one of the most important rivalries in football. And I'm like, really? Because it seems like it lacks juice to me. So. My point, and then for every person that says that, though, there's somebody that's like, no, it's
3: always the Eagles. Think of it like this: for it's the, always the. Think Eagles. of it like this for the Packers, the Packers and the Vikings have probably have a good rivalry going on too, and 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 that that's kind of like the Cowboys and Eagles, or maybe Cowboys and Giants. But when when both teams are good, Packers and Bears take you way way back, yeah. And that's what I think the Cowboys Redskins is. Whenever the, it's it's they're they're good, then you bring back like this is the real rivalry, but. These other teams have come in. There, there's just more disrespect with the Eagles, both there and, and I mean. I, it's the most venomous of the yeah. three. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, and it started with a, it like, started, the people. That's the Philly. people yeah. in Philly. That's the people there's, in Philly. There's no, there's no
4: respect in this rivalry. Right. No. I feel like there's at least some respect in the Giants and Redskins rivalry. That's people.
5: why I don't like the Eagles. Yeah. Their they're fan base. It's just, it's, it's, ugh. Them and then the Raiders. I don't like the Raiders either. But those are the, two. the Raiders. Now, I, I love the Raiders.
4: I love – I mean, they're terrible right they now. They scare me. I just – that's why I love
2: them.
5: <laughs> <laughs> the I mean, black hole
4: 80. and the – yeah, uh, the Raiders are great. And but the you, best
2: uniforms in the NFL for my money. The interesting thing about it, though, is that I don't think anybody is as big – and this, I hope this comes off the sounds the right way, but nobody is as big a rival. It, everybody perceives the Cowboy as a bigger rival than the Cowboys perceive them. What I mean by that is this week in Philadelphia, all over the city, what they're saying is Cowboys week, Cowboys week, Cowboys week. Like they go crazy getting ready for the Cowboys game and fans get into a fury over Cowboys games. And I think it's the same thing in New York. I think it's the same thing with the Redskins. There is this hatred for the Cowboys that I don't know if it's the same level of hatred. Now, don't get me wrong. Cowboys fans will hate these teams, but I don't think it's as venomous as you guys are saying with any of those teams. I don't think there is just like this, such a despise. And I think it's probably because for so long, and I'm talking about back in the 70s, 90s, the Cowboys were so good that I think the team, the, the fans in those cities just absolutely, absolutely hated them. And I think that's what created that level of venom. And the Cowboys are always kind of sitting on the perch, kind of like in those years at least, sitting on the perch, kind of like, yeah, you hate us, but because whatever. I- it's kind of like Houston too. Houston fans. Hate the Cowboys. Cowboys c- care less because, about Houston.
3: Think about it like this: There's 32 teams that live in this country. I mean, the, the 32 teams, and uh, yet yeah, one of them has this this nickname. That, no, uh, team. no, <laughs> no, yeah. So I it's was, like, wait a, a second, it. we're here too. I mean, like, kind of. No, there are literally no one likes that in America's
4: team. When this, <laughs> right. when the Cowboys roll up on your schedule, it doesn't matter if you're in the AFC West. Like I. When we went to Denver last year, yeah. I just I remember being taken aback, like, why do y'all care so much? It's, why do y'all hate the stadium? So we much? play all like once every four years, like like the signs on the highway leading to the stadium were like, <laughs> Beat the Cowboys, they saw just like I was <laughs> like, Where is this coming from? Why do y'all care? Like, there is just I, this hatred, really dude.
3: I read something the other day about from a Colts, um it was a Indianapolis paper, I guess, Indianapolis Star and they were talking about Darius Leonard is not gonna win rookie of the year because I mean because he doesn't wear a star in his helmet. That's basically what they said. He doesn't wear a star in his helmet, and he's not going to be able to compete with Leighton Vanderesh. Which, which, when you look at the rankings right now, I saw something on ESPN, and, and Van Der Esch is the fourth best rookie yeah. for rookie of the year voting, which means. I think there is something to be said for that. Like Van, yeah. The visibility
4: of the Cowboys plays a role in that, and that's why when they're good, they send so many people to the Pro Bowl, and it certainly will help Leighton Vanderesh, but I don't think that's completely true because a dude that plays for the most unseen team in the NFL is probably going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year, and that's Derwin James. Like, they get outsold in their home stadium every you think part of that is because the Cowboys are kind of looking at him? <laughs> <laughs> and so fans kind of knew about him wow. because of the you're Cowboys? Just, you're not going to asking. the Chargers any respect? No, no, no I, I'm just asking. I'm I asking. think that's because he's balling the hell out he is as a
2: rookie. No doubt about it. I'm just saying, though, I do think there is something to that. Maybe, maybe not that. That's a that's a little bit. That's over. a little. Extreme. That's a little over. But I'm just saying, though, no, I do think there is something to. I I saw a clip. Somebody sent me a clip just yesterday, um, and it was it was a uh, it was a national media person talking about the Cowboys and just saying like, think about it from this perspective. If tomorrow, if at the end of this season, Belichick and Brady both said we're done, we're out. Do you think that the networks are going to be next year as they start putting together a schedule like clamoring for we want Patriots, we want Patriots, we want Patriots. No. And then think about the Cowboys when they were 5 and 11. Think about the Cowboys when they had relatively unknown players on their team throughout a good part of the 2000s. And every single year, the networks are saying, give us Cowboys, give us Cowboys, give us Cowboys. There is just something about the brand and the popularity of the brand, whether you're rooting for them or against them, that people care about. People care about it. One way or the other, but
4: people care. And that, that's something that most teams don't have. It's like the cow- the Cowboys, the Yankees, the Lakers, Duke basketball, and Notre Dame football. Like those are the probably the big five. Am yeah. I forgetting anybody? Maybe the Packers throw them in there too. Duke basketball, did you say? I said Duke basketball. Yeah. 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 You love them, you love them, or you love to hate them. Either
2: you're way, you're going to watch them. You're going to watch. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow. We'll give you the update uh, or the scouting report on the Philadelphia defense. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Helm, and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has
0: been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about
5: you, Cowboys?